0: Well, hello, this is Tim Maher, and this is failing Up. Thank you, Jungle Jim. Oh, my gosh, what a wonderful, wonderful musical introduction by the talented, extremely talented Jungle Jim as I am recording this podcast in the bowels of the home on the shore of the mighty Seneca River leading up to Lake Ontario, which feeds the St. Lawrence Seaway, a thousand islands. There's a thousand little islands on the St. Lawrence Seaway going all the way up to uh, Canada, Then feeding out into the Atlantic Ocean all the way around the world. Just like my voice right now. And If you make a left, you're going to go over to Toronto or Buffalo. But it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, journey. Beautiful Great Lake. One of the many Great Lakes that feed each other. Kind of like a river. Going out to the Atlantic Ocean. It's just really fantastic country. Beautiful time up here. Today is um, October 6th. October number 6th. That's right. And, uh, autumn is in blooming. The leaves are starting to turn here in upstate New York. About, uh, five hours from the city to beat apple. Five hours from Toronto. Five hours from Cleveland. And about two and a half hours from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo Bills. Even though I'm a Packers fan, the Packers won Sunday, so I'm in a really good mood. And it's, um, apple cider season up here. Everybody puts on their flannel shirts and goes out and goes crazy over apples and gourds and pumpkins. And, you know, people buy, um... Corn stalks. Corn stalks are really big this time of the year, and they put them all around their house. Corn stalks. And then all of a sudden, uh, November hits, and you're supposed to really keep them up until Thanksgiving, I think, and then people get rid of the corn and they put up the Christmas decorations, except for those that really want to get uh, get a head start on things. But um, great, great, great time of year. Crisp autumn in the air here up in the northeastern part of the United States of America. I had a friend of mine uh, send me a beautiful picture from Santa Fe. New Mexico, oh my gosh, the colors in Santa Fe, New Mexico are just vibrant and outstanding and just beautiful, beautiful colors. And Wherever you're enjoying autumn, whether it be on the West Coast, the East Coast, the South, the North, wherever you are around this world, uh, happy, happy, happy day. That's right, and it's, it's really an interesting time for us all in this country. You know, it's hard to believe that the Rolling Stones are out on tour just amazing when you think about it. I know Charlie Watts, the drummer of the Rolling Stones, has passed away recently, but just to, just imagine that Mick Jagger's out there bouncing around on that stage just like he's a 24, 25-year-old rock and roller, you know, probably the greatest frontman of all time, and I think I can take probably off of that. Um, just amazing that the Stones are out there. You know, it's amazing that Keith Richards is alive. I mean, Talk about a guy who has the um, secret for life. I, re- I read his biography, and it was a really fascinating biography about you know the things that he'd been through and, and how he uh, managed to get this far in life. He talks about how he, you know, <laughs> the cocaine he did was only the best of cocaine, and not the not the stuff you get on the street, which was really beneficial to him. Mm-mm. What's going on in our country? All kinds of things. A nation divided. Twisting the truth and gaslighting. Mike Pence came out this week and um, on Fox News and and said, you know, that the Capitol building was attacked on January sixth, and the media is building all of this up, forgetting the fact that there were rioters trampsing through the building, only seconds away from grabbing him and screaming that they want to hang him. It's just a, such a bizarre time in um, in history, and the role that communication and the communication mechanisms are playing in all of this messaging and how powerful the the message is, you know, whether it's um, the use of uh, broadcast medium, which is swayed towards one area or the other. And and really all they're concerned about is just raising their money. You know, you put, a, you put anything on uh, news stations and if it's going to raise money and it's going to continue to buy advertising and the ratings are going to go up, they don't care. They don't care the truth and they don't care the consequences of um, not telling the truth. It's just really um, incredible. And then uh, Facebook is under fire after Whistleblower went on uh, CBS 60 Minutes. Great. Can you believe? Can you believe that 60 Minutes is on? I mean, 60 Minutes is like 60 years. I was a kid on Sundays. And they say the Sundays at 3 o'clock is one of the most depressing time, days of the week. 3 o'clock on Sunday. For those that work Monday through Friday, you got to go back to work on Monday. So Sunday around 3, it's like, oh, crap. I got to go back to work, but I remember those Sundays winding down, especially in the fall, because you know you'd watch some NFL football. There'd only be a few games on, a couple games, and the last game ended at well, it was supposed to end at seven o'clock, and um, the game would end. Usually, sometimes it would run late. You always have the disclaimer uh, for those of for those of us on the for those of you on the East Coast. Sixty Minutes will be following this game in its entirety, and, uh, and so Sixty Minutes was like the end of Sunday. Games were over. Whatever was occurring on Sunday was um, done, and then 60 minutes came on. It just really – it was time to really realize that you had to go to school or uh, work the next day. But 60 minutes. But it's still on the air. You know, still on the – I haven't seen it in years. Um, I used to watch it with, uh, you know, uh, Mike Wallace and those guys, but I haven't seen it in um, years. But it's still a quality program, and it's still um, – is on and this past Sunday they had the whistleblower, who was um, who was talking about the dangers of Facebook and and how um, the algorithms algorithms algorithms, algorithms pronounce that word of Facebook and and specifically Instagram and the, um, the 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 damage that it's causing for for youth. You know it's a, it's becoming a comparison medium in a lot of way. Now, now I think you know in some ways there are good things that you, you get over social media. You're able to stay in touch with people. You may not have in a long time but still um, there you know it, it's leading to depression in others because they're saying you know they're looking at other people's lives which you don't know if they're true or they're not but if, you know people are usually showing the best of themselves on Facebook and, and you're comparing and I don't care who you are where you are whenever you compare you are gonna lose you know you're always gonna lose when you compare so just be yourself but uh, but the um, really interesting about how uh, the impact and uh, and how Mark Zuckerberg and those at Facebook realize the impact, but they're um, not taking uh, action on it or they're covering up and they're, they're using their own analytics so that they can um, uh, uh, present it in a better light than it is and really, you know, uh, kind of avoid the dangers where, you know, it was being compared on um, a news where, you know, there was a time where we knew cigarette smoking was bad for you, but we still smoked. And now there are pieces of Facebook and Instagram and constant, you know, viewing of it, especially in teens that are being proven to not be healthy. You know, it's causing individuals to become more recluse. It's causing them to not have real uh, interpersonal relationships or interact in a real capacity, but yet um, whatever is online becomes their reality. And therefore, uh, you know online anything can be uh, true anything can be presented and so reality is blurred and then you're comparing yourself to this image making machine and in many cases um <clears throat> excuse me you're just not going to win because it's all an image and uh, it's like constant television and and it's made you know many people in their minds they're celebrities you know, they're celebrities because they're on social media and they get a bazillion likes or they get a certain type of emoji and likes and you know if they don't get likes for things or if people unfriend them but it's all <clears throat> it's all kind of bizarre I mean I'm on it I'm on it and I you know I have fun I I, I I you know, post I used to post I used to get caught up and all that stuff the selfies and all that kind of thing but now I post a lot of artwork I post a lot of music and just things that um, occasionally I write a poem and post it but just I don't really care but I figure you know I'm on there I might as well post things that people will if they go there they're gonna at least kind of enjoy and appreciate and maybe make them feel a little good or think and um do post some quotes but the um but you know there's just so much uh... vicarious living through that it's like the ultimate vicarious medium and um, it's just really drawn in so many and drawn them out of um, of reality in real uh, inner relationships interpersonal relationships but also you know once, once that happens and once your relationship becomes with a screen or a name you uh, I think that trickles into other areas of life and I think that explains why there is you know an increase in road rage why individuals have devalued actual life and, uh, you know, in, in that way and impatience. you know, people want things now. I think a lot of that has to do with um, where we're spending the majority of our time. And if you're spending the majority of your time interacting on a screen with individuals who are all over the place, and they may be your friends, but texting and not actually talking, um, I, th- I think that can lead to uh, those kind of Consequences, communication, one on one. You know, it's funny. I go, I go into meetings. I go into you know meetings, you know leadership meetings, and everybody will be sitting in the meeting, and um, they'll all have their laptops up. So here you are in a meeting, being you know led by a leader, and everybody else is you know supposedly in a leadership role, but they all have their laptops up, you know, looking at their screens on their laptops and not paying attention to the um, the meeting. And it's really, uh, it's just really interesting how that laptop has become a security blanket for many. Um, so, uh, and I, and you wonder what it'd be like if, if, if they didn't, you know, if they had to sit in a room, if individuals had to meet without their laptops, if individuals, you know, had those taken away, or what? What if, you know, what if you had a choice? What if you had a choice between your phone or, or food? Your phone, losing your phone for a week or not eating for a week. What would the majority of individuals choose? You can have your phone, your iPhone taken away. You can still drink water uh, or have all your food taken away and you can still drink water. And what do you think the percentages would be of those who would choose to have their phones taken away and, and not eat? I'm guessing, I'm banking that the majority would choose to uh, have their phones taken away and and not eat. That's what I'm guessing. That's what I'm guessing. Today's hump day. Oh, boy, I got to love hump day, man. Halfway through the week, all the stuff's going on. Um, you kind of feel like you're sliding down into the, easing into the weekend, which goes by the blink of an eye. Next thing you know, it's 3 o'clock on Sunday, and you're looking at 60 Minutes. Whatever's going to be on 60 Minutes will happen on Sunday. After Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time I was taught everybody in Eastern time got ripped off because if you lived on West coast time you know I, you know the, the last game was at seven but over there it's three Super Bowl starts a lot earlier Halloween you know starts it's a lot warmer and uh, so anyway that's neither here nor there but what do you what do we um basketball seasons coming up I can't believe basketball seasons coming up and uh Congress is still trying to debate the debt ceiling and what what could happen there and um, it's really you know such a polarized political environment we live in where you have you know uh, a president who um, you know has had a pretty rough rough stretch lately and then you have an ex-president who is um, really propagating lies and, and fueling and then you have a country where individuals have been just so persuaded um, by hate, that they um, that they uh, believe the lies. I, I heard on the news, I heard on the news because I listened to the news that twenty-eight percent of those um, uh, I would call them followers favor violence for political um, change. That's incredible. Twenty-eight percent favor violence for political change. You know. Um, So it's really a a time where um, I think this country overall is struggling for any type of leadership. You know, I could uh, you can just point the finger straight across the board and, you know, some people are trying. But I think the country right now, the United States, is struggling for leadership uh, all the way, you know, just around the board. And I think as a result of that, we have what we're having. Uh, there have been those that have stepped up, I think, on the Republican side and the Democratic side and, and you know, ex, you know b- b- courageous moves. But as a whole, uh, leadership has gone the way of um, social media where it's fantasy. And there's no there's no uh, appreciation of the truth. And as a result, the message, it's not that it's the medium is the message, to quote Marshall McLuhan in the book he wrote about 40 years ago. It's about where you get your information and is it entertaining and is, is it something that uh, you um, you like I mean do you, do, you, do you find it entertaining and does it appeal to you and you don't care about the facts you don't care about the consequences of the messaging you don't care you know you even don't care if it's really true because it's more of like a, a win-lose society it's a right wrong you know not truth and lies it's right and wrong and I want to win. You know, I want to I want my guy to win or my girl to win, my woman to win. I want. um, So I don't care. I don't care if it's true. And then you get back to where there's this sense of um, a loss of reality and accountability. So you go back to, you know, social media and you go back to constant, you know, uh, great video, realistic video games and and all these things where sure you die in a video game, you get up or you break into a building in a video game, you go home that night or you're at home um, or on social media you can you know pretty much used to be say what you want and be what you want. and there are no consequences. Once you get out into the real world there are consequences. And but this this uh, fantasy, this lack of reality, this lack of value, on uh, appreciation for each other then uh goes out just displayed is in constant display you know no value for for uh, a life and the impact of a life you know and uh no value for uh the country that allows you to be able to speak freely and be able to even tell lies and uh no sense of um uh, what's actually occurring, and and what's at stake in the two hundred and odd, two hundred and forty years, forty something years of of democracy going out the window um, because of um, uh, selfish agendas. You know, I, I look at poly, you know I look at it, and it's just disgusting to think that that you know uh, smart people, smart people know what they're doing but they're doing it for individual gain. And it's always been that way. It's not like all of a sudden, you know, uh, those in, in Congress and the Senate and leadership positions, you know, it's not like they all, they were always caring for the, you know, the, the better, the good of the great, the greater good. Because most of them, are, you know, a lot of them weren't. You know, They're always out for numero uno, beginning. Uh, but there was always a majority. There was always a majority to hold the checks and a balance. And that majority seems to have waned. And now it's more about getting press and now it's more about um, who's the more outlandish. It's about more about who can um, perpetuate the the greatest lies and get away with it. What can you get away with? It's, it's almost like what can you get away with? How do I get my way? You know, how do I get what I want? How do I get the last piece of candy? How do I get to um, you know stay up late at night? How do I win? How do I win? And it's all about winning. And in the end, when it's all about winning in this type of environment, in this type of culture, it it becomes all about losing because who really loses? Uh, Everybody loses. And it's on full display. It's on full display. But you know what? There's always a constant in life and there's always good things and we still got the Rolling Stones. You know? (laughs) I think as long as we still have the Rolling Stones, there's some sense of hope because there's some sense of continuity. You know, if the Rolling Stones can keep going, so can we as our country. Uh, you know, 1960, I think they formed in 61 and they, you know, hit the charts in, in, I don't know, 64. Uh, so I think, I think if you still have that, um, you still have that band, if Mick Jagger could still march around the stage like he's 25 years old, I think there's still hope that our democracy can march around this country and can march around the world like it's 25 years old. And, um, And grow back. And I think it will. And I think if you look at the cycles in history, in our history, you'll see that um, this isn't the first time that this has occurred. And one time it caused a war. Um, But you'll see that great leaders emerge. Great leaders emerge. Um, And then you don't know where they're going to come from. You don't know who they're going to be. You don't know what party they're going to be affiliated with. But a great leader will emerge. And it's not going to be who you're looking at now. It's not going to be who you're looking at now in two years. I guarantee you that. As my father used to say, mark my words. But what, are, what you know, all these institutions are just become, you know, uh, it's kind of like they were all questioned once before, but now they're really questioned. It's like the, you know, the emperor's clothes have been pulled off, you know, questioning the, the Catholic church and, you know, questioning uh, the presidency and questioning our electorals and, you know, questioning everything, but not in in, in some, some in a way that need to be because they've been cloaked in secrecy and in just horror. Uh, but some um, because of, you know, uh, lies and those not um, making sense of that. Oh, my gosh. That's just my, you know, that's my day in a life here. You know, I get up. I had a couple cups of coffee this morning. love having a, you know, who likes to have a coffee? In the, I mean, you got to have coffee in the morning. It's like my one vice left. I had my cup of coffee in the morning. Got in the car. Had about five people flip me off, which means it's a good day. Five people flip me off. One people honk their horn. One person, not one people, honk their horn. Got to work. Uh, had another cup of coffee. I had people ask me questions. I had no idea what I was answering, but I looked pretty darn good doing it and uh, drove around, grabbed a little lunch, got home, rode my bicycle today, which was nice to get out there and ride the bike and the, the fresh autumn air and uh, had an opportunity to uh, get a little failing up going because no matter how the day goes, no matter how the week goes, you know, we're always uh, making decisions whether good or bad, but each decision allows us to uh, move forward and and use those opportunities. And we really don't fail because we just keep moving up. We keep building like a great improv scene. We keep taking the information that's coming towards us and we build and we build and we build. And then all of a sudden at the end of the day or the graveyard shift and everything we could. And then it's like, screw it, I'm done. I'm done. Case closed. I'm done. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go veg out. I'm gonna go veg out and watch to see what's going on. And hopefully things are, are moving forward in a way where we won't, you know, we'll shut down the government don't have people questioning elections and that. But you know, during these periods, art will flourish. Art will reflect this period. Music will reflect this period. And uh, the written writings will reflect this period. Uh, So it's really, really a great time. But you know, I hear Jungle Jim, he's cranking it up. This is Tim Maher, this is bailing Up. I hope you're having a great week so far. And until we meet again, Keep on, moving on, moving on. Take it away, Jungle Jim.